0: ownership and the indwelling or the habitation of a demon and a person okay demon possession as the uh, as that demon governing that person and indwelling them right just as the holy spirit indwells and we have a discrepancy on whether we think oh would you go this way or that way can a christian be demon possession we've been pushing back and forth on, on, on that subject let's make first a definition and a difference between what we think is demon possession and what we understand to be demon oppression and demon activity and demon attack. Those are all kinds of activities that the devil does, right? But but what is the difference in your opinion between demon oppression and the Bible says that the Lord went about delivering all those who were oppressed and, and, and gave power to his disciples from the very beginning, when he sent them two by two, it says to cast out demons. So that means there is that, because there are many today who do not believe that this is actually real or true. There are some who don't even believe Satan is real. And I'm talking Christians. I had a big name pastor tell me, I believe that evil exists. I just don't believe that Satan exists. And so he went into a whole theology in that direction. And so, um, so, but when it comes down to demonic activity and all this other stuff, we have these phrases. Now, let's see if we don't get confused about it when it comes down to activity. What do you guys think? What's the difference between demon oppression if the Lord told his disciples, go cast out demons? When he sent them two by two, remember? And they came back. And then he said this, do not rejoice because you are, you know, you, you, you can do this to demonic spirits. But, but then he told them about their name being, being written in the book of life. But what is the difference between demonic activity or demonic possession and demonic oppression? What do you guys think? Okay. Okay. For me, possession is in the heart. Possession is in the heart? It's okay. in the heart. Okay. Oppression is kind of like mosquitoes flying around you. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's an, they're oppressing you. They're attacking you from the outside. Okay, so you're making a big distinction between that which is within and that which is coming from the outside. And so possession, then, will be uh, 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 a demon who has taken... Uh, you, as a residence, and is indwelling there, or an oppression will be something that is coming from outside. I think when we talk about coming from outside, your analogy of mosquitoes will, will, will actually talk about all demonic activity because there will be those things that happen from the outside that are an attack, uh, a, a disruption that is not a normal everyday life thing, but something that is inspired by a demon. Yes. So, uh, uh, what, what else you guys think? What, where can you bring it? Where do we make a distinction between? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, in the case of Peter that we talked about, uh, when uh, the night before Jesus was crucified, Jesus said that Satan will will try you, but we know that Peter was a disciple, and that Jesus said He would bring him through it. The same way with Paul, when the thorn in the flesh. Was a messenger of Satan, but Satan did not indwell Paul's heart. Okay, so 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 we got two of the big the big cats on the Bible, right? I mean Peter and Paul, and they are dealing with these issues. That means you're not outside of the realm of being under those attacks, right? Because Peter and Paul, I think they knew slightly more about the Lord than we do. Are being certain. Ephesians <laughs> 6. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Let, let, let's answer this first. Okay. But we'll come. We'll come there. So, <clears throat> so we got Paul and Peter, and they are battling it out, right? Paul is says this this demon or, 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 or you know, Satan buffets me. It's like in Spanish it says that he slaps him. Like... <laughs> That's actually the, the, the Spanish word that is being used. And in uh, you know, in the case of Peter, is Satan has asked for you to swift you as we meaning it's going to be not just like a cute little attack of the devil. They never cute, but a small one, as opposed to this thing right here, and you're being shaken and all these things and everything. This was a great attack against Peter. It could have crushed them, it could have made them run like. Judas and go kill himself because you saw the master the one you you owe your life and everything you possess and you betrayed him you denied him not once not twice but three times and it was a demonic temptation now Peter did it the devil did not make him do it no. I I, I had this great discussion with with, with somebody who had a horrific failure, and I think he was trying to come to grips with why he had that failure, and he started teaching from that passage that said, that which I want to do, I don't do, and that which I do, I don't want to do. Remember that whole passage? And and, and he came out with the conclusion, the devil made me do it. If the devil can make you do it, then you're not guilty. And then why is God holding you guilty? Because you, you, you cannot actually look at the devil and say, you make me do it. Now he can put the temptation in front of you. Yeah. He can pop it up in front of you. He can be You could be at night and you're minding your own business and some website pops up. That is the devil. But the click, that's you. <laughs> are you with me? You, you, you get that, right? <laughs> and you can come over and say, oh, that devil, every time I turn on the computer, yeah, but the click, 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 is still you. you. You have to own up to that because otherwise, you always are gonna blame someone else and you are never gonna get healed from it if you keep saying somebody else is making you do it. It's that woman that you gave me. She's killing me. Well, it might be true, but your reactions are still yours. And you have to answer for them. That's just the way it is. And and I I mean I, we can have a whole discussion about that and how those things work out in the in, in the kingdom of God. So we go to to demon possession, and that is demon possession. The, the, the definition is then this whole thing. And Peter and Paul are obviously not possessed. They are under attack. They are being buffeted. They are being pressured, but they are not possessed. Because both of them, and Jesus says, I pray for you that your faith fail you not. And to Paul, the Lord says, my grace is sufficient to you. Meaning there is something powerful inside of you who is going to push that out. And so that's that's where we go from those passages. Read me one or two verses. Don't, don't, don't read the whole chapter. Okay. It says that we are not fighting against humans. We are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. So put on the honor of God. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Explain to me what your point is there. Well, there's more than one realm of the, de- the de- devil. Okay. He's got people underneath him. So he's got a lot of people, uh, demons he can send out to bother every single one of us. Okay. So, okay. So, so go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. So you know, we may make the choice, but they are out there, and their whole sole purpose is to make us stumble, fall, denounce God, and and things. But we need to fight that choice. Okay. So, so, so there are two points here that that like like what Paul is saying is. There are different layers of demons. Now, this is true, by the way. It's also true with angels. Um, But different layers of demons. We know that by many scriptures. This is one of the scriptures, you know, principalities. And and there's another scripture that says, uh, we read it the other day, where it says, uh, and he goes and goes and gets seven that are worse than him. You see that one? Now, a demon can come up to you, I'm bad, but there's some that are, badder, I made that up, <laughs> than I am, there are some that are worse than me, so there are those layers, in fact, there's some that are locked up somewhere, and we can get into that, Peter talks about that in some of the passages, so yes, there, it is, there are those layers, and yes, you are attacked, you are attacked, in fact, we we said, like, like Joe, pray that you don't fall into temptation, Pray that you are covered. Satan is your enemy. His demons are here to destroy you. They come to kill, steal, and destroy. That is what they're doing. They're not doing any favors to anybody. Even a, a, a punk rocker that thinks he's the devil as his friend. He's going to find himself destroyed because that's who they are. They said, let us go into those pigs. Remember that? And the pigs ran off and run ran into and drowned themselves. There's a spirit of destruction, The the, the demonic that, that was in Gadera, he was cutting himself and and doing all these things to himself because there is a clash between that which God created and that which the devil is doing uh, uh, upon. So there is an activity, and I, I agree, and there are layers there, and there is attack. There's still the human element and the human responsibility, and and you can. You can open yourself up to these activities, by the way. In fact, the Bible says this. It says, uh, be angered, but sin not. Okay, we're good. So, 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 we're, we're in sin, normal sin. And he says, but do not let you anger, you remember that passage? Do not the, let the, the sun set upon your anger, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a whole other teaching there. And he says, neither give place to the devil. Neither gives place to the devil. So that means that there are sin. There's a layer of sin. You go into that sin and you're sinning. I'm telling you, stay away from that. But then you come to a place where anger turns into something else and it turns into bitterness. And that opens up a door for a demonic attack. You, You hear what I just said? You come up. And you you get into this struggle and this problem, and you get into this battle, and you begin to advance into sin, and sin is the path toward hell. And you get to that place, and as you get into that place, you can come into a place where you're opening up yourself to demonic attacks. Yes. Okay, so oppression. What, What is the difference then? We're talking about possession, then we're talking about oppression. What is the difference? Now, these are semantics. These are words. It it is how you give, what kind of of understanding you give to these words. To those who listen, we still are in that. There are some of us who believe that a Christian cannot be demon-possessed. That's that's me. That's what I believe. Uh, But there are some of us who believe, yes, you can be demon-possessed. And we are going back and forth and all of that. If you did not know, we are we are an interdenominational, non-denominational group, so that 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 makes it where we have different sets of beliefs within 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 the place. So so and and we want to give audience to those to those beliefs in the sense of 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 at least having a little bit of room of discussion. (laughs) It's unfair uh, to you because because I'm the one who's standing here, so, so I, I'm filtering whatever you say, and that becomes a problem because it's gonna be more or less what I believe, or it's gonna have more audience, right? Um, but but I, I think that as we put those things forth on the scriptures, we can at least whet the appetite that people may uh, investigate these things in the scriptures. Now, let me tell you something uh, on the side of oppression and the, the, the difference. Uh, there are examples in the Bible of people being oppressed, even people like the Lord said, this daughter of Abraham, and he was talking about somebody who had been oppressed uh, and the use of a sickness. There was a sickness that was attacking and it was not normal. There are sicknesses that are the normal sicknesses that come from the original sin of Adam and Eve. And there are sicknesses that are an attack of the devil. And, you know, there, there will be different things that are happening. Job is a good example of that. Job was perfectly healthy until Satan said, let me have him. And when he couldn't get to him, he said, yeah, but if you let me get to his health, he's going to you know, curse you. And the Lord says, go ahead, try him." And he was on the brink because that's when he started saying I wish I had died I I wish I never was born and it was a demonic sickness it was not a normal sickness it was something that came upon him that day demonic oppression demonic activity what is another demonic activity you guys bring up another another passage that is with you Uh, go ahead brother Jesus was tempted in the wilderness 40 days okay so, so, so listen to this one then so so the temptation and the attack from Satan to Jesus is on so many levels that it seems like all of the, all of the temptations of Satan can be encaps- encapsulated on those three temptations that we read right there. For the Bible says in other passages that he was tempted on all things. And so there's even some blasphemous movies about him falling into temptation. Uh, it's called the temptation of the Christ. Uh, and it's, it's a blasphemy. I mean, by, by any, any way that you can look at it. Um, they laugh at Christ because we're not Muslims. They don't do that to the Muslims because the Muslims answer <laughs> in a different way. Um, but, 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 you know, they, they, the, the whole idea of where we're at, Is that we we forgive, but it was a a very blasphemous idea that was put out there. So yes, there is an activity of constant temptation, and it's going to try to find, for example, when when Jesus is brought up to that mountain and told, look at all the kingdoms of the earth, I will give them to you. You know, what what a presumptuous thing. They were not his to give, but he's going to give them to the one who actually owns them. Well, but that's the deceiver. That's who he is, Right. And he's presented it to him as, I'll give it to you. And it, and it is trying to short circuit and shortcut to take away the cross and say, I'll give it to you. It doesn't mean I'm going to give you the people who live in this, this place. It's saying, you know what, I'll stop bothering them. I, I will not, you know, do anything. In fact, I'll let you have them, which is what you're going to do when you go to that cross. And, 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 Jesus understands that not his path or his way nor, nor is it him to give. But there is also a, a mental attack, right? A mental, there's also a physical attack. You know, I will, you know, you, why don't you turn because you're hungry, right? Turn this. The, the, the stones into bread. There is that whole deal. There is a a religious spiritual attack. Oh, throw yourself down from this pinnacle because the scripture says. You see, he cover it. He cover it. These are the places where you find Satan in the church. The demons attacking on the physical side and also on the idea side and all these other things that are there. Interesting positions. Okay, bring up another scripture, guys. I mean, come come, come with me. Where, where where do we go? Go ahead. Yeah, I am not exactly what I said, but he said Satan is a liar and a receiver. Satan will try to bring condemnation on us. You know, okay. when we, when we, even though sin that we've done in the past, we've confessed it, we of it. he will try to bring that against us. You know, oh, God doesn't let us because of such and such a thing. He tried to put condemnation on us. Okay. Now, remember yeah. what I told you the other day, you got to bring me the scripture. So, so, but, but I, but I know. Lo- I think it's a moment about, about what we talked about. There's no condemnation. In Christ. Okay, so I was gonna go there. I know that that coming from. it. What, what you're actually saying is some p- part of a sermon, but the scripture that what it comes from is from this. There's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, so, so condemnation. Now, this is something powerful, and, and I'm glad you brought it up. It's something powerful. Because you compare the reaction of Peter with the reaction of Judas. The failure is very similar, by the way. One denies him. And, and in conversation with one of you guys was that idea that we, we don't, you know, he might have been trying to, to do something different. He might have been just trying to steal and, and, and thinking Jesus will deliver himself like he always delivered himself. But whatever it was, he was the betrayer, Right. And the other one was the denier of the master. All within the same period of time. One who will become the leader of the church. And the other one will always be the bad disciple. Yeah. And you will say, why? why? Why is one or the other? Because one felt the attack of the devil. Both were attacked of the devil. One, Satan entered into his heart. Another one, Satan sifted you, right? Satan is attacking you. Peter... Cries bitter tears, but goes to the Lord. Conviction, brothers and sisters, of the Holy Spirit draws you near unto God. Condemnation draws you away from God. Hear it out, hear it out. Condemnation makes you try to fix it yourself. I'll kill myself. Conviction of the Holy Spirit. It it breaks your heart, but it moves you toward God and it moves you to be forgiven. Peter had a problem with these things in, the, in, in another time. And like, you remember one time he realized Jesus was the one standing in front of him and he said, get away from me, Lord, because I am an unholy man and I'm not worthy of you standing or me standing in front of you. Peter had that problem. It is Peter who said, no, 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 don't wash my feet. Don't wash my feet. Don't wash my feet. And the Lord had to rebuke him and tell him, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. And then he goes all in. Well, give me a shower then. (laughs) And the Lord says, you're already clean. You're a Christian. You're clean. You're, You're a man of God. But, but there's things that are getting attached to you. And so that problem from Peter will, will come to that place in the, in the reality. And what you have to have is then when you are getting attacked of the devil, don't allow it to work, to drive you away from God because that is the temptation of the devil. Anger, malice, discord, a struggle with a brother, with a leader, with a pastor, the problems that we have. If they're driving you out, it's usually the temptation is driving you out or the enemy, you're falling into that trap of the condemnation deal. Now, there's some that say there's now no condemnation and they eliminate conviction from it. Like condemnation and conviction are the same thing. And so they go around in life, do whatever junk they desire, and they say, I'm not condemned, brother. I'm not condemned. I'm under grace. It's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. That's, that's not how it is. <laughs> Peter had to be convicted by the power of God. And so did David when he committed that sin. Seven days of crying in the presence of God. And this is the psalm that he says, take not your spirit away from me. Return unto me the joy of my salvation. There is a conviction that needs to come to the heart. The devil drives you away from God. The Holy Spirit brings you in. And we're done. God bless you. Amen. Good work. Alright, let's get in our family circle.